Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets SEL podcast. This is Andrea Samadhi. As usual, this interview will be broadcast on YouTube as well as the regular podcast channel. So be sure to look for the YouTube link in the show notes if you'd like to see the video. Today, we have a very special guest. She's someone who's helped us at Achieve a 360 with ideas, video editing, student voice, customized artwork since 2015. If you have a copy of the Level Up book, she's the teen artist on the back cover. And she also helped design the original cover for a school administrator who requested a customized version of the book for his school. She was involved in creating the name of the book, Level Up, as well as the videos in the program, all with the teen in mind. She learned how to take action on her ideas at a very early age without any limits in her mind. And we're so excited to share her most recent news. She just accepted a four-year, all-paid, prestigious leadership award at the University of Arkansas Fort Smith and begins this adventure this week. Welcome, Sam. Hi. Hi, welcome. Thanks so much for coming and talking to us about your scholarship and your pathway that got you there. I'd love to ask you some questions so that people watching can figure out perhaps how to replicate what you've done because you've done some incredible work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Ask away. Wonderful. Well, can you first start out with uh, giving us an example of when you first started to use your voice as a young teen and the results you created by staying true to yourself and developing your strengths and passions? I've been posting my art online since I was like 13, 14 years old and growing an audience that way it really helped to spread messages of just like genuine kindness and, and acceptance and love that continues to perpetuate into what I do today. Uh, nothing was quite as solid as a, as a first moment as working on the book with you. Uh, that, was, that was a big first step. And ever since then, it's only gotten more and more and more. Um, but yeah, that, those were kind of the first solid starting points of that. I didn't know that because yeah. I, when I saw you, I, always, uh, I saw you as established. I thought I've got to get her because she knows <laughs> what I need and I needed really customized images. And so that, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. No problem. Well, looking back now, what skills do you think you learned from the fact that I had you customizing all these images with the brain in mind and growth mindset? Did, did any of that transfer into what you're doing now? There's definitely a level of confidence and professionalism and a, definitely a, a more, a, just a more confident side of myself that I hadn't seen before. I didn't know that I could do work like that and be so proud of it and continue to pursue that line of work in freelancing illustration. Um, and a lot of the, the just, believing in yourself and being proud of yourself and knowing that no matter how, like what you do, it's going to be okay. That hope is definitely something I've carried through with me since working on it. That's wonderful. Can you give a little bit without telling, you don't have to tell the whole story, but where you might've had someone that, that didn't like your artwork perhaps before me. Oh boy. Um, I used to do $5 commissions on Fiverr. And there was one person who, uh, and they didn't really communicate clearly what it is that they wanted. So and I think I was 15 at the time. I really struggled with it. 
And I've tried to provide them with, you know, an illustration, something that they could use, but I guess I must have misunderstood it somehow. I got called prof unprofessional and that my art was, you know, amateurish. And I was like, well, I'm a child, so <laughs> to a level, yes, but also that experience taught me that not everyone's going to like what you do as long as you have consideration for what happened and know where it could have been your do it your wrongdoing and do better in the future those interactions you have don't really matter it's it's you can't let the negativity get to you unless it's a genuine criticism yep and and taking that feedback and perhaps using it to maybe improve or do something different because I had that exact same criticism. Not everyone liked the cover of the book, which is why we had this version. And <laughs> if I had, you know, got all upset and been out of shape about the fact that somebody didn't like it, you know, I would have quit. But so that's a big lesson to learn how to take criticism to learn and do something different for sure. And learn the difference between, just negative feedback and constructive criticism because there is a difference and distinguishing the two at first can be kind of difficult and a little heartbreaking yeah. but the people who criticize you and and critique you genuinely aren't people that are hating on you they are people who want to see you do better because they're rooting for you absolutely yeah so you, you build up a little bit of a thick skin in this whole process yeah. putting ourselves out there so good for you mm -hmm. to learn that young because that's always going to be a lesson moving forward oh yeah well with this in mind what advice do you have for other students as they're navigating through high school and i'm thinking on how to stay focused on the end result and avoid the drama that happens in high school what advice do you have oh i was actually talking with my cousin about this not too long ago because really? um, she she's going to a different school here pretty soon moving into junior high and i said um, all of the drama and the difficulties outside of grades and behavior are, they don't mean anything once you leave high school. None of that stuff, the drama, the cliques, they don't have a meaning once you enter college and go into the real world. So my biggest piece of advice is, you know, keep your head held high, study, keep your grades up, and if you're surrounded by people, and this is gonna sound harsh, if you're surrounded by people that bring nothing but drama to the table, those aren't the kind of people you need to be hanging out with. It's you true. Know, it's, it's, it's you, so have to put, you have to put your well-being and your studies ahead of, of all this, what you would see on like television with all of these kids getting into romance, like romantic triangles and drama over bullying. It's, the real world is a little more different. It's a, it's a lot more different than that. It's, uh, it's less dramatized. So, right. So stay away from the drama. Focus on studies. That's good. Good yeah. advice. And you'll find friends in high school that will be genuine to you, and those are the people you want to stick close to, not the ones that will ultimately bring harm to you. That's a good. And that can be hard. Sometimes those people are close to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and you want to stay friends with them, but you have to take care of yourself during such a, an already unstable time in your life. Very true. Very true. Well, 
thinking about how you transitioned from high school and and then focused on the scholarship, you must have been doing things along the way because I know you don't just apply suddenly for a leadership scholarship and win it. So yeah. what tips for anyone like a teacher or parent um, or a high school student listening to this, what things did you do along the way to prepare yourself to win this, this wonderful award? Um, get involved with your community, whatever that community may be. If you're like me and you're into pop culture, then attend your local conventions and be active, make friends, stay social. Uh, if it's at school, there is always like young business leader organizations, student council, uh, even just volunteer work. Take the time out of your schedule, even if it's not a lot, to dedicate yourself to bettering the people around you and as such yourself. It all comes back around. Um, I think also the biggest challenge people have with applying for such prestigious scholarships is they think they're not qualified, but the truth is, it doesn't matter if you're qual if you if you think you're qualified, apply anyway. Just go for it because you you fail a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So if you don't try, you don't know if you'll get it or not. Like, just and this was something that had even told us recently during the retreat for the CLC group this year, and that was a lot of the people who don't think they're qualified, but apply anyway, prove to be more qualified than those who don't ever bother. Because they're looking for those who want to improve and have the guts to say, even if, even if I don't quite meet those standards for application, I, I have credibility, I wanna give it a shot regardless. That says a lot about you. So be active in your community and have faith in yourself. Just do it. Just do it. That's great. That's great. I'm glad you did it. But how did you even find out about this award? How did you know it was there? Um, I found out about it through fellow students. Like when we were taking a tour of the uh, UA Fort Smith campus, my tour guide is that was actually a member of the CLC. Um, and she talked about the scholarship and my mom and I were like, huh, that sounds right up my alley. So ask your schools. Uh, the financial aid offices at your schools that you're interested in attending will have a lot of information for you about scholarships, prestigious or not. Um, and also looking online at scholarships, whether they be independent or related to the school you wish to attend to, um, you can find a lot of information just by looking, just by Googling scholarships. Yeah. And asking around or even if you know teachers at your high school that you attend ask them do you know is there any scholarships at the colleges that you attended whether you know is it did you attend the local one if so how did that work out for you did you attend one in another state so forth and so on use the connections that you have whether they be people or the internet to gain as much information about them as you can that's really good advice and then what about parents of teens? Is there things that we should be thinking about as my kids are growing up? Are there things I could be doing um, as a mom to prepare my young kids for this path? Teenagers are, they're going through a lot. We go through a lot, um, not just 
good old fashioned puberty, but also constantly transitioning from one phase in our life to another, going from junior high to high school to friend group to friend group, even from classroom to classroom, we're constantly on the move. And what we really need is a place we can come back to that is safe, it's home. And more often than not, we want our parents to be that home. So the biggest thing you can do is in such a time of, of instability is provide the stability your child needs. And the easiest way to do that is to just stop and listen to them. If your kid comes, with you, comes to you with something that's troubling them or that they want to confide in you with, it's, it's taking the time to listen to them, putting your feelings to the side because you can deal with that on your own later. You're the parent. That's, the, that's your responsibility, not theirs. Mm-hmm. And really keeping an open mind and, and taking everything that your child is going through into consideration, whether it be new to you or not, and building that trust. Because while the formative years for a kid's personality may be prior to being 10 years old, your teenage years are where your relationship with your parents and other loved ones are, is, is cemented. And if you instead choose to build walls or um, other negative connotations to a trusting relationship with your kid, it's going to build a permanent distance between the two of you. And the more honest and trusting and compassionate that you can be with your teenager, the more that they will want to rely on you as a safe place to come back to, even when they're in their 30s or 40s. It's, it's all about treating them like the young adults that they're growing into and listening, them, listening to them like people because they may be smaller, but they are people. Such wise advice. <laughs> wise advice. And, and it's advice that I've heard before exactly the same way from a very experienced psychologist. Um, I've got these notes, listen. And it's, <laughs> it's really hard sometimes because, you know, they come in and at the second that you're really busy doing something and like, I got to finish this, I got to finish this, but that's, I know that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. It's hard, but yeah. you're absolutely right. To have that mutual trust, you have to stop and listen. Yeah. And even if it's something you don't understand, we, you know, we live in an era where there are so many differences and, and individualities across the board that, you know, parents are having to come into contact with, usually for the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of whether you agree with that or not, or believe in it or not, setting your feelings aside to listen to and understand your child's is crucial to their belief, not just in you, but their belief in people. You are the root of their belief in the outside world. And every parent's going to make mistakes. Yes, that's just a matter of being human. But taking the extra measures to prevent or lessen those mistakes is all the more important with a growing young youth Right, and keeping that relationship strong because mm-hmm. I remember with my parents, it was really rough in the teenage years, young adult, beginning university, and then it started getting better as 
probably I grew up a little bit and and then they started trusting more so um, it's it's wise wise advice for parents thank you for that so what about uh, what has winning this scholarship been like for you how did it feel when you first got the news like perhaps walk us through you applied did you think you were gonna get it what what was it like I applied and Getting the interview was exciting. I had one of my very good friends visiting at the time and I almost like lost my marbles, <laughs> uh, my metaphorical marbles. Um, and that was, you know, that was exciting, but it wasn't quite as exciting as the interview itself, which I had never done before. I'd never been in a room with like a panel of seven, eight people all asking me very, very long questions. <laughs> Um, and that was nerve wracking. It was, it was, it was nerve wracking, but it was fun. The whole experience has been nerve wracking, but fun. Uh, but the best part was getting, the best part was getting the phone call and I was sitting on the stairs with my dog. You know, I had missed the initial call. So I called the, uh, the office back at the school and my mom was sitting there and I put the phone on speaker and it was a desperate attempt not to scream. And then we ended the phone call and we screamed and my brother was asleep. <laughs> so, oops, but it was, it, it was definitely a victory. Um, it's, it's hard. This scholarship, they get hundreds of applicants and they pick maybe 12 to 15 kids a year. It, it was hard, but well-earned, I think. And even if I didn't know it, my mom certainly knew that I had been preparing for something like this my whole life, mm -hmm. just by being, as aforementioned, very active in my respective communities. Uh, and you, I mean, you never know. You just, sometimes you just have to really go for it and hope for the best. And I mean, it still feels like a fever dream. Yeah. Yeah, but you prepared. I, I watched you with the interview questions and... You actually did some mock um, interview. Yeah, we did a mock interview. That was fun. Uh, I was more nervous for the mock interview than I was the real interview. Wow. Which is strange, but true. Well, because uh, it was your first shot, right? You know, every time you do something for the first time, then it's it's not so difficult once you once you've done it. But I, I loved watching you prepare. And all along, I knew you were getting it because I thought this girl is putting her heart and soul into this. So it was exciting on my end too. Um, can you give us some uh, some examples of things that you're learning there? What's what's it going to look like for you, and how is it different than like someone just going to the four year regular program? Do you, are you doing anything different? Well, there is a lot of new stuff, but I think the most interesting part is the CLC is based mostly in business and leadership, and they decided a studio art major would be perfect for that. Don't know why, but alas. So in combination with all of my uh, learning in the field of art, it's also teaching myself how to market that my art and my work. Um, the first... The biggest difference is in the first semester, uh, for this semester only, there is a special class that the CLC attends to learn more about leadership and business, and we have special guest speakers. I've heard in the past that sometimes it's politicians, sometimes it's like 
professional business leaders, so forth and so on. Uh, so that'll be exciting. There'll also be opportunities to attend benefits and dinners and different events that'll let me communicate with people far outside my realm, which I'm excited for. It's yeah, a, it's a, yeah, it's an opportunity to make connection that otherwise I wouldn't normally have. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a blessing. Well, that's a great opportunity for you because that's really where you meet key people that are going to take yeah. you to where you're going next. So that's, that's a good, a good opportunity. And where do you see yourself after this scholarship? Do you have any vision yet? I know you've got your artwork, but is there a vision at all yet? Or are you just going to keep kind of figuring it out? Um, the goal is to attend a formal art school to get a master's in illustrated narrative. So things like comics, cartoons, so forth and so on. And then I, the big goal is to be a showrunner. Uh, if you look at all of the animated shows on Netflix right now, all of those, all of those shows have people who uh, head them and, and run them. And getting to run my own show and provide the level of not just entertainment, but also uh, good messages and hope and love and compassion to kids like the cartoons of my day taught me would be the absolute dream. Uh, a dream that I plan to make into a reality at some point. Love it. Love your goals. And what are you most excited about, about this whole process? Is it just watching your vision come into form? What, what excites I'm excited everything. I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to perform. I'm excited to meet new people. Um, I want to know and do as much as I feasibly can in the next four years, whether it be in my comfort zone or drastically outside of it, because this is an opportunity like nothing else. Mm -hmm. This is a chance to really spread my wings and see a world that I haven't gotten to see yet. Mm -hmm. um, and not just learning about art or, or leadership or business, but fields that may even have nothing to do with me. You never know when that information may come in handy. So learning from my fellow students, um, faculty that I may not have otherwise a chance to interact with, so forth and so on, it's, it's an excitement to learn everything. <laughs> I want to learn everything. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I just want to thank you. Uh, you're wise, so wise with all of this experience you're getting. And I'm thrilled to see the results that you've created watching you along the years from the beginning. You're destined for a bright future. I know you're going to get yeah. wherever it may be. Um, I'll watch for you on Netflix, but I'm sure we'll stay in touch along the way. just want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Uh, it, it will help other people that might be out there and thinking, well, could I apply for a scholarship? What can I do? What steps should I take? And so thank you so much for your time today, Sam. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Have a wonderful day and enjoy your first day tomorrow, is it? Um, classes start on the 19th, but I move in tomorrow. Enjoy. So. Best of luck. Thank you. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.